0: I have a testimony today. Um, uh, we, um, uh, the Gabberts, our family pastor, is uh, out in uh, uh, Colorado this this week. They're with some other family doing a uh, family vacation, doing some snow skiing and stuff. And uh, so they brought their dog over to our house on Friday night and um we uh uh we're gonna dog sit for them you know have, we have another dog they have their dog it's a little kind of a puppy schnauzer um I think only about six months old or something like that but um anyway they brought him uh over on Friday night and so um the dog's not neutered it's in heat it's it's just wild I tell you that and uh and so I love dogs not a big deal for me and so um at Lisa wants to order pizza for the night, and so she orders pizza. Well, the pizza man finally comes to her house, and he knocks on the door. Lisa opens up, just barely opens up the door. The dog bolts out Friday night. We we lose the dog. I mean, we're we're out, and we're gathering neighbors and everything, and um, we have about fifteen to twenty of our neighbors just looking. For four and a half hours, five hours for this dog, he spotted um, about eight different eight different times, and but always runs away in the dark. I mean, just I mean we're we're out to one one a.m. and he, he, Friday night it's cold, and um, and so um, we come in. And we couldn't uh, after a certain amount of the time we see him eight times, but after that nothing. We didn't see anything, no one heard anything. I mean, no one saw anything, and so. We come home, we're just praying, and I'm thinking, that dog's dead. Unless someone picks him up, you know, he's he's gone. It's gonna be eight degrees that night. And uh and so uh we didn't we didn't hear anything from him. And so the next morning I before I come up here to prayer on Saturday morning, um I'm I'm out looking for the dog. All day yesterday we heard nothing from anybody. And and we have plastered everything. We went door to door. I mean, all day yesterday we're working and Everybody, people are still looking for him and going around. We look through all the parks and our neighborhood, nothing, hear nothing from him. So I, my my thinking is he's gone in the woods or he's gone in some some field and he's just he's dead, or someone stole him and you know took him away. I don't, I don't know what's going on, and so I'm, I'm I'm hurting. We're hurting because this is not uh, Joe's dog. You know Joe. You know he's forty years old. He can get over it. Um, but it's his uh, son's dog, and that's what, you know, it's hurting me. I'm, I'm thinking, number one, I'm going to buy this kid a motorcycle, whatever it takes to make him happy. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm thinking, you know, and uh, uh, don't tell him that. Anyway, so this morning, nothing, all night, you know, it's cold again. Last night starts to snow. This morning, I'm wake up, I'm getting ready, and my dog starts barking downstairs. And so we look out to the front, and Lisa sees in the snow, Paul tracks. And she says, it's only, it's only coming one way. And I'm thinking, yeah, honey, you're right. I mean, the dog's not going to come back. You know, I'm I'm already, this is where my faith was. We've been, I mean, Lisa and another lady went out of our church, Edie Moan. They went out and prayed and prayed, not prayer walk, but prayer drove all around our neighborhood praying for this dog. And I'm thinking, you know, I don't, I don't, I think it's a rabbit. Anyway, um, and so she goes out and opens the door. There's Palmer, the dog. We got Palmer back, and he's fine. Amen? Give God praise for that. Amen? Now, listen, I don't know about you. I think it's the, it's the Lord, you know. And uh, he's, that dog, that was a miraculous thing to me. And uh, has come back, and uh, and so we've got him. He's, he's right now duct taped to our wall in our house. <laughs> no. <laughs> but we will not be opening up any doors. We'll be in fact i might go get them and put them in the pound myself or something i don't know let someone else do it but anyway thank you jesus god's good you know I, it's just always um crazy to me even during and that just it, you know you always learn something uh, one of my pastors when i was first in ministry said sean everything is a learning moment and you always learn some things and not, how, how many of you have ever doubted before I mean, I tell you what, I'm thinking, you know, I'm asking the Lord, Lord, you know, your word says, that you know, we can pray for these things and these things will happen. And uh, I don't know about you if you've ever done that. I mean, I'm thinking, Lord, why is this not working? And uh, because we're not not seeing the dog, you know, and I mean, it's a dog. I understand that. But, you know, even your word says you care for those things. You care for the sparrow. And so um, here I am, and even in the midst of my doubting, and my, my wife's doubting. I mean, that's, I'm not the only one. I mean, it's just like this thing is over, you know. Uh, the dog shows up. Um, there's no other tracks on on the road. There's no other tracks in the, in our in our yard. The only tracks is that one that dog coming to our door. Now uh, you got to understand this. This isn't his house. He's never been to our house before. This is the first time. He's been to their house, and he's never really been outside except for in the backyard, just for a little bit, and then he bolts, and he doesn't want to come back to our house. I don't think he likes Lisa or something. And, um, <laughs> But in the midst of our doubting, we're still declaring, and we're still doing those things. You know, we started a uh, message series, and you look in your notes in the bulletin, there's some notes to follow along, um, of declaring. It's so important that we learn... To declare what's right, um, Job twenty-two verse twenty-eight says, "You will declare a thing, and it will be established for you. So light will shine on your ways." And you know, there's some things we're declaring for Cornerstone Church in 2018 that we're going to be a light to our community. That we're going to increase in evangelism. That we're going to increase on in our um, ministry to the poor and the needy in our communities. So. Um, when I when I say that when I when I'm when we're declaring those things, you know, we're in this 21 days of prayer and fasting. If you haven't started, listen, go ahead and start. You 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 you'll have 14 days of prayer and fasting, but go ahead and start and be a part of it. But. But we're declaring these things over our church. We're declaring these things over you. And not, not am I just saying corporately we're going to be winning the loss and corporately we're going to be helping the poor and the needy more. I, I'm planning on that God is going to give you wisdom and, and give you the heart and you to rise up in some way in those things. Okay, So it's not just corporately, it's, it's, it's us individually too. That we're going to increase our ministry to the poor. I want to see that. Uh, we're going to we're making leaders. We have our school leaders that if you haven't signed up for that, sign up today and be a part of that. We're, we already have 80 leaders who have gone through uh, the first level. We're going to, the second level is when they really start to become that leader if they haven't already. And uh, level one starts again on the first Wednesday in February, so sign up for that. And so we want to increase leaders. Uh, we want to we love Jesus more because Jesus is everything in the final one. We want to believe for the miraculous. And uh, um, and see the miraculous happen and uh, so declaring is an important part and I'm, I'm thinking when I'm declaring that Palmer that that dog is is going to be alive and well here in the midst of that declaring I'm still thinking in the back of my head he's dead how mean, he's ever believed something believing for something but in the back of your head you're doubting right thank God that God doesn't need that need you fully to accomplish his things, aren't you glad about that? But you know, my thinking is is when he's coming up, Lisa's bringing him upstairs to, and I just I just had to, this this morning. This is just new. I'm thinking, Lord, forgive me for my unbelief. Forgive me for my unbelief, and how 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 I'm, I have so much to learn about trusting. Jesus I believe Jesus came and he gave us promises in his word and it always is to remind us of him you know the promise always points to the promiser it always will point back to Jesus all the promises of God are yes and amen but they point to the Lord and that that's when we declaring his promises we are looking unto Jesus the author and the perfecter of our faith and and what happens is, is even though I have in the back of my mind that, man, he's dead. This dog is dead. But I'm declaring the word of God. I'm still declaring it. I'm still trying to believe. I'm, I'm doing all that I can. Even though I might have some doubt or some unbelief. I am declaring with my mouth because this is what it's doing. It's not pointing me to the problem. It's pointing me and it's getting me focused on who Jesus is. When you declare the promises of God over your life, over your family, over your church, over, your, over other people, over this nation, over this world, you are pointing your focus onto Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith. When you, de- when you, when you declare some things... You're declaring the word. You are focusing on the Lord. And it's so important that we learn to declare on a consistent basis the, the word of God. Not the things that we see. Not the things that we feel. Not even the things that we think. Right? But we declare the word. I so much wanted just to say to, to Lisa and everybody going out. No, don't worry about it. There's no way he could survive. And in my own thinking, you know, probably not. Probably not. I mean, I, I don't do well in 40-degree weather, you know? But, but God has a different story. He doesn't rely on the surroundings and the circumstances. He is God, and He is creative, and He does miracles. He, does, he changes things. And so even though I have this back-in-my-mind doubt I can still declare, and it's not hypocritical, it's that it is focusing on you, and it's the fight of faith that we fight, is when we declare out in our mouth what we want to see happen by the Word of God. Amen? So like this year, like we talked about last week, is that that sometimes it's so hard for us to declare because of the disappointment we might have had in the past. And you might be thinking about, yeah, I, I didn't lose all the weight I wanted to w- lose this year, or I didn't gain the money or get out of the debt that I wanted to get out this year. I, maybe, maybe I made mistakes. Maybe it was some things out of my, my control and I, it just, things just didn't happen. Maybe it was a really hard year, but you still have to declare, even though those thoughts are in the back of your mind, you still declare the word. Because it points you to the Promiser, It points you to Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. That's why we're able to gaze on Him and be led by Him. It's so important that we declare His promises. So start declaring His promises. You can declare the promises of God on other people. It's a lot better than complaining about them, right? Amen? Declare. When we declare out of our mouth the word of God something begins to happen to happen to the atmosphere around us. The atmosphere starts to change. The promises of God are to be declared by faith. And when we declare them by faith we are trusting in him. See, don't just even read the word. Declare the word. When you pray, don't just, don't just pray and, 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 uh, and asking God, oh, please, please do that. No, declare the word of God over your prayers. Take ownership of those promises. They are yours. And declare them. The Bible makes it very clear that death and life are in the power of the tongue. What are you willing to Declare. So many of us, sometimes we, we, it's so easy, it kind of just flows out of us that it's so easy to declare the death of a situation, right? The, the, the things, oh, things are all screwed up in this world. I mean, it's so easy. And, and, and there's some truth to that. There's truth and there's some facts to that, that things are screwed up. But, but it's so easy to let that come out of your mouth. Why not declare the word of God? You know, my mom used to say, and a lot of your moms probably used to say, if you have nothing good, don't say it. Have nothing good to say, don't say it, right? So speak the word of God. You may not have anything good to say. So find scripture and speak that over your situation or over other people. It's a lot better than gossiping about them, right? Guess what? When you start speaking the word of God and declaring the word of God, you are speaking Jesus himself. James says that a rudder directs a ship, so our words direct. Our life. Your words are an indication of what you believe. You should should record yourself. Record yourself through the day. If you have a phone, it records. You know that? You have a recorder on your phone. So record yourself. And see what just accidentally comes out of your mouth. You might surprise yourself. It might be, oh my goodness, I'm speaking that? I'm saying that? declare the word to declare means to speak out of your mouth by faith the promises of God so this is one thing I want us to declare this year I want us to declare out of the word of God peace peace in every situation I want us to declare peace peace over your home peace over your body peace over your job Peace over your church. Peace over our city, our nation, and the world. Everything that's around us. I want us to declare peace. I want us to speak out of our mouth. Speak out of your mouth peace in your situation with your kids. Speak out of your mouth peace in your situation with your spouse or your friends. Speak peace. Declare peace. You know, John 14 uh, Twenty-seven. Because in order to declare something, you really need to have understanding on what it is. So let's find out what is peace really? What is peace? What does it mean? It says in verse 27, he says, Peace I leave with you. I'm moving down the Amplified. My perfect peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, l- not, nor let it be afraid. Let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance. And here's the fruit of peace right here. And give you courage and strength for every challenge. Don't you like that? This is what peace does. It calms you, and it gives you strength and courage for every challenge. So, so what is really peace? What does it mean? It comes from the Hebrew word shalom, which which it's it's not just shalom. Peace is not just talking about the absence of conflict. So we think when we think about peace, that there's no conflict. Conflict? No, that's not true. It's it's about a sense of wholeness, a sense of completeness in the midst of conflict. So when you are declaring peace over your life, and you're declaring peace over your family, over your spouse, over your your your, uh, your church, over your nation, over this world, it's not saying get rid of the conflict. It's saying that no matter what's going on around me, I'm whole and I'm complete. It means nothing missing and nothing broken in your life that means that when things are going on around just like jesus in the midst of the storm could sleep why could he sleep because it didn't bother him he he was complete he was whole he was nothing he wasn't missing anything because there was a storm going on around him listen you aren't missing anything because there's struggles in your life because you have jesus and you're complete in Him. You have that wholeness in Him. Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, since we have been justified, that is, acquitted of sin, declared blameless before God by faith, let us grasp the fact that we have peace with God and the joy of reconciliation with Him through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah and the Anointed. So it means nothing missing, nothing broken, because we have peace with God. That's all you need. You don't have to worry in the midst of your struggles. Why? Because Jesus has this, right? Jesus has this. There is something great that's going to happen in your life. And you declare that peace because you are whole and complete in Him. You have nothing missing. He is your provider, right? He's your healer. You don't have to run around the house like a chicken with its head cut off, worrying all the time and complaining, And trying to fix things. In fact, stop trying to fix things because trying to fix things is why you got in the place you're at sometimes, right? So don't worry. So we declare peace over the situation. It literally means nothing missing, nothing broken. And a lot of people think, man, I'm only going to have peace when everything is calm and nothing is happening to me. Listen, when everything is calm, that means you're dead, right? You're in heaven. Yeah, it's going to be great, trust me. But you're dead. You're not here. Jesus never promised us the absence of trials, the absence of storms. He just promised that in the midst of them, you would have Him. And that's all we need. Amen? That we would have Him. See, every time I declare peace over a circumstances, over myself, my church, my family, even over the brother in Christ that hates me, that doesn't like me right now. I am praying Jesus over them. Because Jesus is the prince of what? Peace. Isn't that cool? See, when you declare peace over a situation, you're declaring Jesus over that situation. You're declaring his lordship over that situation. You're saying, no, no, I'm not going to act like I used to act during a struggle or a storm. I'm declaring Jesus over this situation. Peace. I am complete and whole in him. I am righteous because of him. He is the one that is the giver of peace. And I don't have to worry. I don't have to worry at all. Mark chapter 4 verse 39. Listen to this. It says, Then he arose, and this is the time when they're in the, the boat, and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? See, when, when peace is absent, so is faith. But fear will be developed. Right? Right? When we start declaring, because you can declare life or death right over your situation. And I know, I know, I've done it. I've declared, man, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? And I start going into the worry and I start going into complaining. And I'm, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, it's going it, to, this is, this is messed up. And, and I, I get outside of the word and I start, I start trying to fix it on my own way. Or I start, and I'm basically, I'm just in this midst of not calm, not peace, but fear. Anxiety, and that's not a, a great place. If you've ever had anxiety, how many of you have ever had anxiety before? It's not fun. That's not a fun day in the App King household. But when I get to the place of realizing I can, I I have no need. All I need is Jesus. I might have made a mistake, or something. Somebody else caused this. Whatever whatever happened, but I have no need. If I really realize that God's got this. And I'm whole and I'm complete in Him. Jesus is everything. He is my provider. He is my healer. He is my hope restorer. That's all I need. And I just declare peace over the situation. Because where where there's no peace, when when I'm worrying and I have anxiety, there's no faith in God. There's faith in the things that are going wrong, and fear is beginning to be developed. See peace is the undisturbed state of mind that we need for the Word of God to take over and to bring about the mighty results because we are then able to act in faith. Peace, really, when we just stop and said no, we're going to pray. we're going to declare. And we're going to start doing that. And there may be doubt in the back of your mind. You may be still worrying back here, but you're, you're acting in faith. You're, you're, you're getting out and says, no, I, I, I will not act in fear. I will not respond in fear. I will not say things that are outside of what God says about my situation. I will not speak about what's going wrong. wrong. I'm going to speak about what's in my future. I'm going to speak His Word, and I'm going to act in faith. Peace is an absence of a mental conflict. It's the absence of fear. It's the absence of confusion, anxiety, worry, strife, and condemnation and shame. Peace allows us to respond with the Word. Peace is that wholeness and completeness in Christ where I can sit down no matter what the storm I'm going on and take a nap like Jesus did. Jesus wasn't worried. He gets up and these these disciples are worried and saying, how can you sleep? How can you do those things? He gets up and says, no, peace. Be still. I, I think he looked at them when he was talking about peace. He says, peace. And he calmed the storm. Be still. Peace is so important that we need to declare it in our lives. So how do we we obtain peace? Peace is a gift. You don't earn it, and you don't deserve it. It's a gift. It is given by Jesus. It is given on the merit of the person giving the gift, not on the receiver. I mean, Jesus freely gives us peace. Peace is not something that you've earned. It's not something that you have been... Been, uh, you've, uh, you, you deserve, but something that it's just been given freely by Jesus. I love that. And we receive it as a gift. God, I receive your gift. And you need to declare that in your life. God, I, re- I receive peace right now and over my situation, over my family, whatever it is. I declare peace to it now. I declare peace in my heart. And we get it. And when we start to rest in the finished work of Jesus... At the cross, that he made us right before God. We are whole and we are complete, and Jesus is everything. That's all we need is Him. He's He's got this in your situation. Declare it now. Peace comes by you receiving it and just sitting back in your chair and resting. And stop trying. Amen. You know what trying looks like when you're worried? he's ever been woken up in the middle of the night and you start to worry about tomorrow and you keep on thinking and thinking and you can't go back to sleep I've I've, I've done it many times it's not fun that's when you need to start declaring peace over your situation and stop thinking about it and think on the things of God think on the things because your worrying doesn't affect anything You can't fix anything by worry. Just rest that you're whole and complete in Jesus. And just just start declaring out of your mouth that, God, I'm whole and complete. And so if I'm whole and complete in Jesus, everything around me is going to be whole and complete in Him. And I have nothing to fear and nothing to worry. Because it's peace. See, listen, peace is... More than just this thing that you have and you feel. Peace is a person. It's the person of Jesus. And when you receive that gift of peace, you are receiving Him fully in your life. The more we focus on the person of Jesus, the more peace will prevail. And And I told you last week, sometimes you just need to speak yourself out of that situation. Out of that fear, out of that worry. So declare Jesus over it. Declare peace over it. See, the world acts this way. That's the way the world acts. Because they have no peace. The world can't give us peace. Peace is not found in a pill. It's not found in a potion. It's not found in a drink. It's not found in a destination like Hawaii, which would be nice to be there right now. Besides the fake uh, uh, missile attack. But anyway... It's not found in, in places. I mean, you may have tranquility. Tranquility is based on circumstance. I feel peace because of what my surroundings are. That's not real peace. It's not bad. It's just not. It's, it's fleeting. It, it moves with what moves around you. Your circumstances change. Peace leaves, Right? You get from the beach and come to the cold. Peace changes, right? You're driving, not in, you know, well. Peace, though, I mean, that's tranquility. Peace is not affected by circumstances. Peace is Jesus. And when you receive peace from Him, there's nothing missing and nothing broken. The world bases its peace on resources, on circumstances, while God's peace resides in relationship with Jesus. So when you're sitting there in the middle of the night, worrying about tomorrow, start focusing on Jesus. Start worshiping Him and declaring what He says. Build that relationship with Jesus and love on Him. You know, the world works for peace, but peace is given to us. Peace is, they try to find peace. Peace has found us. Amen? Jesus is our peace. So how do you increase peace? Philippians 4, 6. It says, do not be anxious for anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. That's so cool. So when I, and I'm someone who who has dealt with worry, who has dealt with depression. You know, things like this, I'm going to be honest with you, this is a confession of a pastor. Snow ticks me off in the winter. Because it only happens between 3 a.m. and and, and 10 a.m., on Sunday morning. Right? It ticks me off. You know what happens today? Our attendance goes down. We'll go down by up uh, probably 100 people. And it's nothing. I mean, we're gonna, we don't have Facebook Live going right now. We'll have it on the second service. And we'll eventually have streaming. But to, to me, and that's fine. And some people, listen, if you don't want to get out, don't get out. I mean, if you don't drive well on the snow, I don't want you out there i like to protect our building. I don't, I don't want you to run into our building. So it's okay. No condemnation for you to stay home, okay? I want you to know that, okay? Just look online. Just make sure you get the messages. But it used to bother me, and I used to get so mad. Not at people. I'm getting mad at the snow. I, I'm mad. And then, you know, but be honest with you, what, what, what is anger? It's worry. And my worry is, is that we're going to lose momentum. Because it's always January, and we're we're on a momentum time towards Easter in the church world, and and uh, we're you know this is our growth period. This is when our church grows, and and uh, we we have more people, new people come throughout this time from January to May is, is our when our most of our visitors show up. I don't know why it's just the way it is, and um and so snow. I mean, I used to get worried about these things. I just get depressed, and our offerings probably go down, and all that kind of stuff. I'm not a bit worried at all. Why? It's because I gave it to the Lord. I'm whole and complete in Him. I trust Him. We're told not to worry. Worry is paying interest on tomorrow's problems. I'm not going to worry. I'm going to declare. I'm going to declare peace in the situation. Worry is a result of looking at your, yourself and your own ability. Worry is a result of the wrong focus and wrong problems. And so when you're laying there at bed at night worrying, remember, the enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy. And he's trying to make your life miserable. And this is what happens with a lot of people. Especially a lot of people who deal with anxiety and fear and depression. We never live today. And I'm speaking from experience. So I'm not speaking at you. I'm speaking with you. I've done this. I can never live today when I'm worrying and I'm depressed. And I don't know how to bring peace and declare peace in my life. I never can live today. It's always about tomorrow. Listen, you're missing out on today. Declare peace over today. Receive peace. You are complete and whole in Him. You have nothing to worry about. You have nothing to worry about. Yeah, yeah, I know you have some doubt in the back of your head. But declare it. Step out in faith. And declare peace. Because that peace goes beyond your understanding and explanation. How did Palmer come to my door? After two nights... In freezing temperatures. I don't know. I had no faith for it. But I declare peace. I'm not going to worry. Either way, God's got this. It's going to be okay. Prayer declaration. When you declare the word of God and his promises, you're declaring Jesus, it refocuses you on your provider, not your problem. So laying in bed at night, worship. say, And declare the promises of God. And declare peace over your situation. Amen? Turn to John 20. Let me show you something real real quickly and we'll close here. John chapter 20 verse 19 said, then the same day at that evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled. For why? For fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands inside. Then the disciples were glad they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. Very powerful statement. You know, there's two two types of peace that Jesus brings. The first type of peace is the peace with God. That's your salvation based on the finished work of Christ. We have peace with God. The second type of peace is the peace of God. That only comes with His presence. That's the gift. As you get into the presence of God, you receive that peace. He speaks in, the, in your heart and in your, in your life. And, and listen, you've got to understand this verse. Jesus came to them in the midst of their fear with doors locked shut and walls all around them. And that didn't stop Jesus from coming to them and standing miraculously in the midst of them. Jesus will come to you in the midst of your fear. He's not afraid of your fear. Right? Even though fear is wrong, right? We have nothing to fear. But he'll he'll he's right there in the midst of your fear. And he wants to speak peace into your heart. He wants to speak it right now. No matter what you're going through, you just just get it out of your mouth. I declare Peace over my situation, over my mind, over my heart, over my family, over my finances. I declare peace, nothing missing, nothing broken. I am whole. I am complete in Jesus. And that's all I need is Him. And start focusing on Him and allowing the worry and the strife and the storms of this life in 2018 to get you worried at all. You declare peace now and allow that peace to encourage you, and to strengthen you. But also, that peace is going to lead you. Amen? It's going to lead you out. And that's the thing that the enemy knows. That's why he wants to bring worry and fear. Because he knows that you will be led by peace. And that is where the will of God is. And that's where faith will rise up inside of you. You know, my Australian friends, I've spent a little bit of time in Australia, and and they have the saying, they, they say this all the time, no worries, no worries. I love it. No worries. And they're basically just saying to you, oh, it's okay, man. But they say no worries. I just love that saying. There's no worries. Amen? No worries. In 2018... So we declare peace in 2018. Amen? Remember, it's not the absence of, of problems. Listen, listen. If, you, if When we, we start to mature a little bit, right? Hopefully. We look at problems as opportunities. If you're a believer, you'll see problems as times of growth, as times of opportunity for God to do something greater. So... Here I am. I, I don't have my phone with me. I text Joe in, uh, in Colorado early this morning, 7 a.m., just saying, hey, you know, dog is found. Start talk, trying to get him up because I'm sure they're not up. You know, they're an hour before us and they're on vacation. So I, I like to do that to our staff, wake them up early when I have to get up when they're on vacation. <laughs> and so, uh, um, so I text him and I, I love what he said. He said um, that this is going to be a signpost for our kids of how God answers prayers. Could you imagine a kid losing your dog on vacation and getting the news? Because we we told them. They told them. And and the the hurt. But, But the prayer. I love that. If you can get that, idea that the struggles that you're going to go through this in 2018 whether by your own mistake because you're not perfect right it's not that you're trying to to make mistakes right you're trying to do right you're trying to do what God wants you to do but sometimes we just don't hear clearly we're just not there yet right Paul says this I wish I didn't do the things I don't want to do but this one thing I do in a different verse he says I reach towards I forget what lies behind, but I reach towards what God has called me to in Christ Jesus. So you're gonna make mistakes this year. Things are gonna happen to you that's out of your control because we live in a in a in a world that's sinful, not perfect. Some of you will have hard times at work, hard times in your business. Maybe not. But there'll be struggles, maybe hard times in your marriage, hard times with friends, hard times with church. But guess what? You're not going to focus on those things. You're going to focus on the promiser, Jesus, and his promises. And you're going to speak them and declare them. You're going to realize that no matter what I go through in 2018, it's a time for learning time for growing, time for increasing, and I have nothing to worry about because I follow Jesus, and He is all that I need, and Jesus is the Prince of Peace. So I'm going to take a nap in my struggles. I'm going to have peace that surpasses all understanding because of who He is. And I'm not going to worry, and I refuse to worry And I'm going to enjoy God. And I'm going to enjoy today. Amen? Even though it's snowing outside, I'm going to enjoy today. I'm going to enjoy what God has for me. And I look forward to declaring His Word over my family, over my life, over my church, over the people that don't like me. Because I'm going to declare Jesus over them. Amen? When someone comes to gossip about somebody else, guess what I'm going to do? No, no, no. I declare peace over them. I declare Jesus over them. Amen? Watch God just move in your life. And you realize, it's, God's got this. And it's going to be good. And it's, He's bringing me to a place. And sometimes we got to knock down walls. we got to knock down things. we got to knock down fear. And, and God's got to knock down some things in our life. And, and sometimes we, we may go through some things. It may not be God's cause, but He's got to take us through those things. And they may look rough and hard, but you realize it's all good. No worries. Amen? And watch God has this, But it's going to take you and I to take these steps of faith, to declare out of our mouth His Word and declare the things of God. And we're going to declare peace. Amen? Nothing missing, nothing broken.